Welcome to another episode of the Gray Matter Podcast. Today we will be running through some of the key highlights from the NBA trade deadline, as well as my thoughts on the new NBA all-time scoring leader, LeBron James. Uh, To start, we will be looking at uh, a little bit of LeBron's legacy, as can be seen in this week's edition of Gray Matter. Um, After that, we'll be looking into some trades, including uh, the Kevin Durant trade to the Phoenix Suns with Phoenix Suns aficionado Jackson Moran. First, an ad read. This episode is sponsored by Marlboro Cigarettes. Are you from the 1930s struggling to get food for your family but really need a smoke? Well, look no further than Marlboro Cigarettes. Are you looking for a brand whose name you can't pronounce no matter how hard you try? Marlboro Cigarettes. Marlboro Cigarettes. All right, to start, uh, we will be hitting back up onto LeBron James and his legacy. So on Tuesday night, LeBron broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record for the NBA. Um, This record stood since the 80s, and honestly, very few people thought that anybody would ever break this. Uh, So it was pretty exciting to see this. Um, We usually don't have a lot of highlights in the NBA during the regular season, Uh, We won't hit on that today, but don't get me started. But it was really cool to see a bunch of people gather around, a ton of famous people at the game. Um, And then as soon as LeBron hit his shot, the whole game stopped and there was a celebration on the court, which was really, really cool to see and see LeBron with his entire family. Um, So in my email, I kind of look back at LeBron as an athlete, but also LeBron as the chosen one, as dubbed by... Sports Illustrated way back in 2002. So almost every person who's ever been deemed a prodigy or the next great one in sports has ultimately ended up failing. This is kind of sad. I would give you examples of people, but none of us know their names. Um, But LeBron was just the opposite. Uh, He came in with super high expectations from a very young age, like when I was still in diapers, and was able to honestly live up to that to that hype from the start um back in his high school days he uh, garnered a lot of attention for a lot of highlight plays and just kind of being a specimen and once he entered in the league uh, he really didn't slow down at all um, you would expect guys on pretty bad teams like the Cavaliers back in the early 2000s to not have much success but he was able to drag a team whose second best player was Zydrinus Ilgauskas to an NBA Finals, which is pretty crazy. Um, LeBron gets a lot of heat. I titled one section Le Champion and Le GM, uh, which kind of goes into his decision to uh, head take his talents down to South Beach to go play for Miami, um, all the way through his decision to basically throw away all of the Lakers' depth to get Russell Westbrook. Um, LeBron's had a lot of ups and downs, but it's been really cool to see how he's changed as an athlete um, and as a person through uh, the last 20 years. Um, he's he's definitely learned a lot. I think one of the biggest turning points for him was when the Heat lost in 2011 to the Mavericks. Uh, and LeBron really had to change his playing style and realize that the only person that can truly bring them to the promised land was him. And then they ended up winning two uh, championships in a row, which was pretty crazy. Um, I've never been the biggest LeBron fan, but honestly, in the last couple of years, I've grown to appreciate it. 
uh, similar to Brady, who just retired. Um, it feels like I kind of hated them because they were great, I'll be honest. But there's a reason they were great. It's because they worked really hard and are just freak athletes. Well, not Brady as much, but more LeBron. Um, and so through that, I've the last couple of years, I've grown to, grown to appreciate LeBron for what he is. And it really is amazing that at 38 years old, this is a stat that I looked up, uh, he's averaging 33 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists since uh, the start of 2023, which is just ridiculous. Um, I don't think anybody else is doing that, and nobody's doing that at 38. So I think in all in all, it's important to remember that we are blessed to have LeBron James in our life, even if we hate him. Um, he's really changed the sport. He's made everybody in the NBA doubt themselves and fight their lives out just to get a chance to play him. And without him, the league really wouldn't be the same. The league wouldn't be the same without Steph either. But anyways, we won't get into that today. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And then we'll get into some trade talk, which I know is what all of y'all are here for. So, off to a little break. Stephen A. Smith here to talk about the Brady brand. Are you looking for some supplements to really supplement your life? Are you trying to be like the New York Knickerbockers and never have success ever again? Well, don't go with the Brady brand. If you want to be a winner, go with Brady. This episode is also sponsored by Brady for 80. 80 for Brady. We're talking about a bunch of old ladies that want to go see Brady. Brady for 80, 80 for Brady. All right, uh, so we're back with a little bit of trade talk. Uh, now bringing in Jackson Moran, our resident Phoenix Suns expert, to talk about trades. Uh, how are we doing today, Jackson? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, pretty happy about uh, all, the, all the stuff that's gone down recently, especially for the Suns. Um, yeah. Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, y'all did get a, it's pretty safe to say, top 15 player all time. Uh, pretty crazy. Uh, but to start, we'll be looking at uh, the thing that really kicked it off uh, on Sunday. We had Kyrie Irving get traded to the Dallas Mavericks from the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Dallas also got Markeith Morris, the lesser of the Morris twins, um, and they gave away a first-round pick, two second-round picks, Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, they gave up a little bit of depth for what is probably the biggest risk in the NBA, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, he managed to destroy the Brooklyn Nets in his three years there um, and play virtually no games with his co-star, Kevin Durant. Uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts on seeing this trade come through on Sunday? Uh, initially, I just thought it was kind of funny because I knew that if Kyrie left, then KD would want out. And it was almost poetic that Kyrie went to the Mavericks, the team that really like gave it to us in the, in the Western Conference semifinals last year. And for Kyrie to go there, which freed up KD to come to us, uh, could not have been scripted better. NBA script is really going crazy this year. You're right. Um, so... When you saw the Kyrie trade go through, did you think like, oh, maybe there's a chance we get Durant? Or were you just like, oh, Kyrie's crazy? There have been like fringe rumors and even some like more informed speculation about um, 
KD coming to the Suns for a hot minute now. And we've, it's always kind of been just like, a, oh, what if we got KD thing? But when, when I saw Kyrie to the, to the Mavs, not only did I initially think, wow, that's a mistake. Thank God we didn't like jump on that. It was, it was reported that we were in the running for that or we were at least interested, which I don't want Kyrie on the Suns. I think that would be a bit of a, a bit of a failure on uh, James Jones' part, but yeah, that kind of really lit that spark for maybe actually KD is like gonna come. Yeah, it it, it really made me think. Um, as many of y'all know, I listened to a lot of uh, NBA podcasts, and there were there were whispers of a Durant trade um, after the Kyrie thing came out. Um, but it really is crazy. I've, I've heard a lot of people say this, but, um, Kyrie, you know, in the span of three years, sat out a year cause he refused to get vaccinated, uh, posted anti-Semitic things, um, basically left the team at one point a couple years ago and didn't tell anybody why. Um, and as soon as he was like, Hey, I want out five really respectable teams, including the Mavericks were like, yeah, we want in, we want you. Um, it just shows that, like, even though he's crazy, he is still a hooper. Um, and honestly, I was really excited when this trade got announced because the idea of Doncic and Kyrie playing together is pretty crazy. Um, they're both, like, electric players. Uh, I could just imagine, like, one possession Kyrie going crazy, like, with a handle, dribble package layup, and then Luka just, like, old man backing down somebody with a fadeaway three back-to-back possessions would be pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I, I, I don't know if Dallas is going to make a big run in the playoffs this year, but if it all holds together, they should be pretty solid. Um, now shifting gears a little bit into the big trade. Uh, last night at a, a little after midnight our time, uh, this trade went through. I woke up this morning to a text from my dad uh, and he was like, Durant on the Suns? That's going to be crazy. And I was like, what? And I literally said, what? By myself in my room, which is kind of depressing. But anyways, the Suns uh, received Kevin Durant for uh, Mikhail Bridges, who is a really solid, young, small forward, plays great defense, can shoot the ball. Cam Johnson, another sharp shooting forward. Jay Crowder, who's kind of been a hot commodity after he asked out for a trade um, at the start of the season and then sat out for the whole season, which is interesting. Um, and then four first-round picks and a 2028 pick swap. Um, and then the Suns also got TJ Warren, who's a really solid forward, backup probably, six-man role. Um, so the Suns gave up a lot, but they got an iconic player. Um, are you worried about the fact that y'all just gave up four first-round picks and two of your young assets? Yeah, I mean, four first-round picks. We, we've never really had much luck in the way of drafting. We drafted Aiton over Doncic, which is probably one of the biggest mistakes a franchise has made. And while the need was for someone like Aiton, you, you pick Luka Doncic every time. But we just got a new owner, which is one of the craziest things about this trade is our new owner took over, gave a press conference at around like 11 a.m. Phoenix time and was basically saying, like, I'm excited to come in 
and like we're gonna build a winning team in Phoenix, and then let like twelve hours later we bust out a trade for Kevin Durant against all odds. So it's just been a, a whirlwind of a few days for the Suns organization and for Suns fans especially. The the losses of Macau Bridges and Cam Johnson are definitely sting. Those two were definitely fan fra- favorites for sure. Mikael Bridges was uh, by far, aside from Devin Booker, the most beloved on the team. Just his energy, his the streak that he has alive um, right now of playing in every single game. He's and the way he's like stepped up while Chris Paul and Devin Booker have been hurt, averaging. I think it was like 25 points a game mm-hmm. over the last 12 games, a uh, 12-game stretch where we didn't have like a lot of our like best players available. It was really valuable to us. And he's, I mean, he was Defensive Player of the Year runner-up last year. He's a really good player. So to see him go is, is really sad. And Cam Johnson, who had some injuries. But uh, I just, with Cam Johnson, I, I imagine his, I just, always picture that buzzer beater three against the Knicks where he was having just a night and his his la- the last shot of the game buzzer beater sends it banks in the three against the Knicks and we win that game just really memorable and his his playoff minutes for us have been really valuable too as for Jay Crowder uh boss man can boss man can enjoy his time on the Bucks or wherever he lands <laughs> yeah he ends up getting traded uh to the Bucks right think so um yeah all that sad bridges and johnson will be lost but you have kd going there so i think i think it's going to be okay um and kd unlike these other um stars who will sit out if they don't like where they are durant will play durant loves basketball that's like literally all he cares about is basketball um and the man is maybe the best shooter of all time or the best score scorer of all time and an incredible defender when he needs to. Um, and the fact that he has Booker taking a little bit of the load and then Chris Paul to facilitate and get like 20 assists a game is going to be crazy. Uh, so that's another one. The Mavs and the Suns are going to be incredibly fun to watch. Uh, the spacing that we'll have with Durant and Booker both able to shoot literally from anywhere. Um, and Chris Paul willing and dealing, hitting some mid-range shots. Uh, DeAndre Ayton hopefully coming in with a good attitude. Uh, it really makes the Suns one of the favorites, at least in the West. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, y'all made the made the uh, championship, got beat by the Bucks. Last year, got blown out by the the Mavs. Um, this year, it wasn't looking good. I'm not gonna lie. Without Booker, y'all looked rough. Uh, but now you have Kevin Durant. Uh, so, what do you think y'all's chances are of uh, making the finals or winning the finals? Uh, hot take. Kevin Durant brings that finals mentality. He brings that mm. finals experience. I mean, what is he, two-time fin- finals MVP? Some, something like that. Something like that with Golden State. I mean, he's, he's a winner. And with the brand of basketball that the Suns play, it's a very like unselfish <laughs> game. No, nobody is in it to see just themselves succeed. Devin Booker doesn't play to get 40 50 points a game and and lose the game like he plays to win the game and if that means he scores 23 points but 
he's feeding DeAndre Ayton, who's having a night, and he's he's scoring 30-something points. Or, I mean, Chris Paul, the one of the greatest facilitators the game has ever seen. It's It's just an unselfish game that we play. And with Kevin Durant included in that, and ideally bought into that kind of culture where you just you give the ball to the guy who's got it on the night and you win the game no matter what like that's that's the kind of mentality that wins championships yeah i agree i'm excited i think the nets really could uh miss out and we've talked about maybe the biggest flop of all time um in professional sports uh the harden kyrie and Durant threesome that was anything but a successful operation playing only 13 games together. Uh, it's pretty sad. Uh, yeah. So we won't really hit on the nets. Uh, the nets basically have nothing now. Uh, it's kind of their fault though. I think making your bed with Kyrie Irving, you know what you're, you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, he kind of screwed them over and they will be struggling, but you know, they do have a ton of young talent. Um, so while they're not going to be a contender, they do have some good pieces that they can build with, with McHale, um, as well as Cam Thomas, who's had a great week for them having 40 points, three different games. Uh, so there's definitely talent on that roster. Um, so I would say it would be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, but it really won't be, it's going to be kind of back to what it was before. Um, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break again, and then we'll get into some more trades, including Westbrook going to the Jazz, but probably just going into obscurity. This episode is sponsored by Footprint. Footprint, the title sponsor of the Phoenix Suns. You see him on the jersey. You see him on Kevin Durant's new jersey. All I got to say is, Kevin Durant would have would have made that three-pointer if his toe wasn't on the line. Instead, he made it two. With footprint, his foot's behind the line. That's all I got to say. You're going to see the print. It's going to be behind the line. So if you're looking for a new team to support in Brooklyn, go on down to Phoenix. Phoenix Footprint Suns. Back to you. Like Scoob, this episode is sponsored by Puss in Boots, the new movie. You ever been so hungry for some Scooby snacks? Well, the only place that has it is the movie theater. We'll go on down to see Puss in Boots. It's a real movie. It's a real treat. Back to you in the studio. And we're back. So, as we just said, we're going to be hitting on the Westbrook trade now. Uh, to give you a quick rundown of what, what went down in the three-team deal, which, just a quick sidebar, as a kid growing up, um, I loved it whenever there were like more than two teams in a deal. It really just like the ESPN package that they put up to show it made me really happy. Uh, the fact that I didn't realize that I needed to be a sport analytics major before my sophomore year is kind of crazy considering that was my childhood. Um, but in this trade, the Lakers receive D'Angelo Russell coming back home to the Lakers. Malik Beasley, who's a pretty solid off-the-bench guard, can really hit some shots. He's off the bench for the Jazz, so that means he'll probably start for the Lakers. Um, and then also Jared Vanderbilt, who's a really solid forward center, depending on what kind of lineup you're playing. Um, and then the Timberwolves get some more players from the Jazz. They should have learned their first time. Um, but they finally get, as I heard earlier today, a grown-up in the room with Mike Conley joining the fold. Um, what they've really lacked up in Minnesota is a point guard who can run the offense and 
help out young budding superstar Anthony Edwards. Um, and then they also get Nikhil Alexander Walker, who's kind of just a good bench play, player. Um, and then Utah gets Russell Westbrook and his gigantic contract. Um, former Warriors star Juan T. Juan Toscano Anderson. As Draymond Green said, I ride with my boy Juan. I really wish Juan could get a chance. He's awesome. Um, and then they also got Damian Jones and a first-round pick. Um, so Westbrook trade deals have been in NBA podcast spheres for literally years. I mean, he's been on five teams since he signed his last contract. Um, and the Lakers were finally able to get it done. From everything I've heard, uh, Utah's going to buy out Westbrook's contract, and then Westbrook will probably go somewhere else. Uh, I don't really know how to explain that, but basically he's – getting paid out of his contract, and then somebody else will sign him so he can go to another team. Um, but let's just start. The Lakers got three more pieces um, to kind of help round out their roster. Uh, where do you think this takes them? Um, do you think they can make a run in the playoffs? Anytime you have LeBron on a team, you can, you can at least, and with Anthony Davis, you can at least keep them in the playoff conversation but i just don't know if it's the lakers yeah. here yeah it's tough yeah i i really don't think so and with with how this all these trades have worked out the west just got stacked i don't think the lakers really have it this year and i don't know if they're gonna have it in a few years even yeah um they really only got other than this. They were, we were expecting a, like a bigger trade. Um, I heard Woj talking about how um, if the Nets knew that KD was going to get moved to that Kyrie would have gone to the Lakers, which I think is conjecture, but also could have happened, which would have been interesting. I I also don't think having just adding Kyrie and still having no pieces, no depth is going to be great. They also got Devon Reed from the Nuggets. Uh, for Thomas Bryant, the center. I mean, they also got uh, rap superstar Mo Bamba um, in a trade to get rid of Patrick Beverly. Uh, so they'll get a little bit more size from Mo Bamba. But also just like me trying to picture Mo Bamba playing in the finals is impossible. So, yeah, it's it's hard with the fact that Anthony Davis can never stay healthy um, and the fact that you're asking a 38-year-old LeBron to carry a team to the finals, that's a lot. Um, so I think this sets them up to build into next year, maybe get a few more pieces in the off season. Uh, but for this year, I like maybe the play in the West is so cramped right now. Who knows? Like even Sacramento is good this year. So, um, what do you think about the Timberwolves? Uh, obviously they traded for Gobert over the off season and have kind of struggled. They're playing better as of late with, with Carl Anthony Towns out. Um, uh, but where do you think this lands them getting a, a, a veteran point guard in Mike Conley. I just think the Timberwolves need to learn their lesson with the Utah Jazz. The Jazz just <laughs> keep fleecing them. Danny Ainge knows what he's doing. Every single time. They they just need to stay away from that organization, and negotiations should never happen again. The, the Timberwolves have been one of the biggest disappointments this year, I think, by far. They just, like, they have all the pieces, and they can't, they somehow can't make it all come together. I think it does come from experience, which um, these pickups will help them with. But 
Like, they have some really good players in Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards, but they just can't bring it all together and win games. They got, what did they, they lost to, recently they lost by like 30-something to, I forget who it was, but. It was a bad team. It was That's a, all it I was remember. not a good team yeah. to, it, to beat them. It's hard. Like, when I saw the trade over the offseason, I was like, that's weird. The best defensive center and the best offensive center in the last long time on the same team in a league that's progressively getting smaller and smaller, um, I thought was really interesting. And it it takes Carl Anthony Towns out of his natural position where he can like mess around with centers and get threes off versus now he's getting guarded by power forwards. It's just a really hard place to be. Um, and it feels like Anthony Edwards is kind of stuck. And Anthony Edwards... Um, most people don't know anything about him because he's in Minnesota. He is probably one of the funniest players in the NBA. He has a dog named Anthony Edwards Jr., which is just the greatest thing ever. You should look that up if you haven't. Um, but he's just like such a great personality and also a freak athlete. Um, he says that he could be a pro in any sport, and honestly, I kind of believe him. Uh, maybe not like tennis or something. I feel like he's too powerful. But... Um, Shifting gears a little bit, we're not going to talk about the Jazz. The Jazz are just trying to get Wimbenyama. Um, that's a 7'4 Frenchman, if you don't know. He's a freak. You should also look him up. Uh, one team I wanted to talk about, so throughout trade talk, trade deadline talks, the Raptors came up in literally every single conversation. Um, they've really struggled this year. They have a lot of young talent. Uh, Pascal Siakam's had a really solid year. Scotty Barnes, their second year, early round pick, first round pick, kind of had a slow year, but he still has a chance to be great. Um, and then they have some other guys. OG Ananobi was in literally every trade talk out there, um, and they did nothing. The Raptors traded Kim Birch, their backup center, for Jakob Pertl, who's a solid center from the Spurs, uh, who a lot of teams were looking for, but that's the only move that the Raptors made. Um, the Raptors won the championship a few years ago, but that's pretty much all they did. And uh, that's all they've really done. They they had a few runs with DeMar DeRozan, but other than that, they really haven't had a ton of success. Um, I know people in Canada are getting mad at me right now. Uh, Masai, their, their GM, uh, kind of has a lot of autonomy up there. But what are your thoughts with them not making any moves to kind of spice up their roster after everybody was saying that it's not working, they need to change. Yeah, they. so the the Raptors were in a lot of like conversations about what the Suns might do too because there was apparently interest um, from the Suns on Fred Van Fleet and um, as well as Pascal Siakam, uh, which would have been two good pickups, but obviously Kevin Durant is so much better but like just not just seeing an organization just kind of like so complacent about it was especially with all the moves that happened this trade deadline uh it's very strange uh especially when you have like obvious needs not really like doing anything to meet them it's kind of a strange strategy yeah i agree um they're going to be a team that's not really going to go anywhere this year. We'll see what happens next year. Um, maybe in the offseason they make some moves. That was also talks, but I was really hoping that they would mix it up and get some of those players into teams that are winning right now so we could see them 
in winning situations. Another interesting team that um, has been in the conversation a lot is the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers made a couple deals, including a, um, a trade with the Nuggets to get Bones Highland, a young uh, backup guard, for a couple of first round or a couple second round picks. Um, and then they also had a, another three team trade, which I love. Uh, with the Rockets, Houston's very on. They got Derry, Danny Green from the Grizzlies. Uh, the Clippers got Eric Gordon from the Rockets, who has been, uh, I don't know, in purgatory for the last ten years since, uh, or the last few years since Harden left. And then the Grizzlies got Luke Kennard, sharpshooting white boy from the Clippers. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but here we are. If you're listening this late, you're you're a real one. Um, so the Clippers, uh, they also traded uh, John Wall. Did they get anything for John Wall? I have no idea. All I know is John Wall's back in Houston, which is hilarious. John Wall's back in Houston, <laughs> ladies. And, uh, and, and speaking of Houston, uh, Houston picking up Frank Kaminsky. I'm going to have to go to a uh, Rockets game now because Frank, Frank the Tank, the is, tank. Back, is back. Yes. He's, uh, uh, that, that video of him when the, when the Suns won the Western Conference Finals of him just like pounding a beer and then throwing it into the stratosphere yes i think that beer is still orbiting the the uh i think he took out like a chinese spy balloon or something with that (laughs) he had to man he had to um yeah that's uh frank the tank i think would have thrived in like 1954 yeah like the classic average white center who dominated in the ncaa but does nothing in the nba Mm -hmm. um yeah so i think it's interesting the clippers in my opinion, are like one of the deepest teams out there. It feels like they have like 15 guys on their team that could start on other teams. Uh, but they added a really solid guard who can play good defense in Eric Gordon, theoretically. I don't, I don't know what he does anymore. And they got rid of Luke Kennard, who was kind of a big contract and wasn't doing too much for them. Um, and then also, you know, getting um, kind of cleaning up and getting – who else did they get? What were, what were we saying? Yeah, Bones Highland, who's another young guard, uh, to kind of clear out the backcourt. It gives them a little bit of real estate uh, with the two most rested guys in the NBA and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, it's really That's another experiment that just hasn't worked out so far. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do in the future. Um, are you worried about the Clippers at all? They're in your division. Um, I know Phoenix just got... Kevin Durant, but uh, what are your thoughts on the Clippers and what they did in this offseason? Yeah, the the Clippers have always been um a bit of a, a bit of a worry. Definitely the the LA team to beat. Um oof. Yeah. <laughs> I have a a close buddy who's a big Clippers fan and we were watching the Western Conference Finals uh together when the uh the Valley Oop happened. Um the Valley Oop. Valley Oop and that that just destroyed him, which was awesome. But <laughs> great friend, great yeah. friend. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 Clippers and seeing a Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like Kawhi is always dangerous. Like that guy knows how to play. That guy knows how to how to win. And still a bucket. I don't care what yeah. people say. No, he's he's still very very good and always a threat. Whatever team he's on, that team is going to be at least a playoff like playoff bound playoff contender for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that should be interesting. It just continues to add to the craziness of the Western Conference. Um, I think if you look like even right now, um, 
we'll we'll pull this up just for the sake of it, but it's like three games between third place and tenth place. Uh, so right now, uh, the Kings are six and a half back from the Nuggets, who lead, um, and five games back is Oklahoma City in twelfth. So, in like you know the span of four games, OKC could go from twelve to six or twelve to four. Um, it's really wild, and I think it should be interesting to see other teams like the Suns and like the Clippers and the Mavs uh, that are in that four, five, six range that made big moves. What they do and versus um, teams like the Pelicans and the Warriors who really didn't make any moves. Um, the Warriors are interesting. Uh, they're kind of at a crossroads. They were trying to keep their young guys in the fold, but they've kind of had some flops, including um, this is really sad. I mean, they traded James Wiseman for nothing. Mm-hmm. They traded him for two second-round picks, and they picked him, what, second or third? Yeah. Um, th- yeah, that's... <laughs> That's really just like quitting on a project. Um, I think it'll be really good for him. He's in Detroit now, right? I think um, so, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll allow him to mess up and be a, a young player who's figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but I just hate like the idea of when he got drafted of a big athletic center with, with Curry would, would have been awesome, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't in the cards. Um, but they did get back, uh, I feel like, a fan favorite in Gary Payton II from the Trailblazers. Yeah. Uh, to provide some much needed defensive relief. Um, the fact and that morale. they, yeah, and morale. <laughs> the fact that they got rid of him in the offseason was really sad. Everybody loved him. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, and also, his, if he can take anything from his dad, that's a plus because his dad is the glove. He was, he's an incredible defender. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the Warriors. They're in ninth right now. Yeah. Um, do you think they have a run in them? Also, in your division, are you, are you afraid of the Warriors? Uh, with Curry especially taking, sounds like about a month off uh, with a really weird injury that nobody's had. Yeah, with with Steph out, um, the weight is going to come and come down pretty hard on on Clay and Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole is pretty streaky as is. He he'll he'll go off for like two or three games and then just go cold for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't, I kind of see the Warriors kind of waning. Um, in the near future, as their like twenty sixteen era like core of Draymond and uh, is Andre Iguodala still on that team? He's deep on the bench. He's, He's hanging out team. for the vibes. Yeah, but <laughs> I quoted um, Max Kellerman when I said "Fate of the Universe on the line." I I'd take an Iguodala. <laughs> I put that at the end. If you yeah. read the end of the into the email and if you're this deep into the podcast yeah. then you're you're three people me jackson and my mom yeah. but um yeah uh Iguodala is still on the team yeah so with like that that team is that they're entering their like golden years and oof nice pun yeah <laughs> and and it's it's coming to an end that era is coming to an end for the golden state warriors and they've they they obviously I mean they won the championship last year like they it's not over but they, it's coming to an end for sure and they're they're not gonna see as many as much success in the future and they I, I feel like they tried to maybe like do a rebuild in just like a really quick turnaround like bridging mm-hmm. where yeah. where they had Wiseman and they had. Poole and Peyton, who's now back on the team. Kaminga, Moody, Cam- yeah. yeah, exactly. Of guys. Like they wanted to, they wanted to skip the rebuild 
and keep keep winning as long as they could, which is a good strategy, and it worked out last year, but I think it might set them up for a few dark, scary uh, Suns 20, like... <laughs> 20 like 14 until like last year <laughs> yeah yeah for real years <laughs> um yeah i i go back and forth because the idea of playing steph at all if he's healthy is like the scariest thing in the world to me um it's up there with like playing against Giannis or Jokic or lebron they're just that good where they can take over a whole series um yeah i I don't know. I think I don't think they're winning the championship this year, but if they're in the second round playing against uh the Kevin Durant led Suns, I wouldn't be surprised. Um and I would be very scared cuz those guys know how to play in the playoffs. Um Absolutely. so we'll see. That that should be interesting and I think once they get everybody back, hopefully Curry's back soon, um that they'll be able to make a jump. Um Looking at a few, there there really were no other big deals that went down. Uh, Matisse Thybul went went to the Trailblazers. He was kind of off the bench on the Seventy Sixers, uh, not playing a ton. We should we should yeah. talk about how how little kind of went down in the East aside from Brooklyn. Yeah, like um, almost almost no one really made any moves. Yeah, Boston got Mike Muscala, who was playing for the Thunder, a yeah. decent player, but not someone who's going to be a huge contributor. Uh, the Heat. My team didn't do anything, which is frustrating. Uh, 76ers got rid of the Tybal, really didn't do anything else. Uh, the Bucks got Jay Crowder, which I think is a pretty big deal That's, yeah. to have. Uh, well, he's not would, a bad player, but yeah. he, I mean, sitting out on your team for what are we like fifty games in now yeah. or something like yeah. that's that's like a huge like no like the same thing with Kyrie like yeah it's it's a very high risk and like for at least he's Ky- Crowder is not Kyrie like he's yeah he's high s- risk medium to like yeah medium reward and I don't know how high of a risk he is I think he just didn't want to play for the Suns anymore yeah uh, and that's just kind of how the NBA is now I think it's dumb it's Jay Crowder he's not Kyrie he shouldn't be allowed to do he he can do that but also it's like <laughs> you're Jay Crowder you're you're not supposed to do that yeah um but I think that'll help just fill out the forward depth for the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, and then the Cavs pretty much stayed the same. There were talks of them adding a small forward, like an OG Ananobi, but that didn't happen. They're a young team; they're super fun to watch. And Donovan Mitchell's addition has been incredible. Yeah, um, Brooklyn, they're gonna fall out. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York Knicks, they got Josh Hart, uh, who's kind of had a weak year for the Trailblazers, but a great locker room guy. Um, and a really solid defensive player and three-point shooter, which every team needs. Um, and then the Hawks did move John Collins. John Collins, who y'all probably haven't heard of, has not has been in trade conversations since he got to the Hawks. Uh, so I'm surprised they didn't move him. Uh, and then after that, you know, you just have your teams like the Bulls and the Raptors, who we've we've already talked about. Um, and then some of these teams down at the bottom who are fighting for their lives to be bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so well, it'll be interesting to see kind of like what our Orlando, Charlotte's, and Detroit's do as the season goes on. Charlotte uh, getting Reggie Jackson is is something interesting to talk about because they're gonna, um, prospectively buy him out for yeah. his contract, and then he'll be he's a, a solid point guard to add to a, a yeah. team trying to make a deep run. That 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 one possession he had against the Lakers where he does that like skip, yes, and then the like, and then just like the crazy shot, yeah. Um, <laughs> that that 
I watched that video like three or four times just from the, the pleasure I got from seeing it happen against the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I saw him play uh, in Memphis when KD was still at the at the Thunder, and they were both on the Thunder. I actually saw both of them in the lobby of the hotel I was staying at, mm-hmm. which was crazy. But Mann is a great backup point guard. I don't want him leading my offense, but he's a heater. He can get hot. I think. Um, I, yeah. I would watch for the Suns maybe making a move on him because Yeah, you could see that for sure. Yeah, camp campaign is he's a he's a well This is a I'm campaign still, household, yeah, but camp, we love campaign. campaign household. But uh he he's also very streaky. He'll have like periods where he just like will score really well or produce at least really well for our offense, but then he'll go cold for really long stretches. And mm-hmm. with someone like Reggie Jackson at least, that's it's going to be a lot more balanced um, an, an approach. Yeah, so for sure. Picking him up would be, I think, the final piece of the puzzle for the Suns mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, looking quickly, um, finals prediction, who you got? I mean, I have to go, I have to go Suns, and I think it's going to be a classic. I think it's going to be an all-time classic finals, Suns-Celtics. Yeah, that, I, I think that would be awesome. Uh, Tatum's really stepped it up, and you saw last year with the sweep against the Nets, he can play against Durant. Um, he's way taller than I thought. I think yeah. He's like six ten. He's huge. <laughs> and Jalen Brown is playing crazy this year. So there's, I mean, that would be an awesome matchup. I think Denver. I heard this today. This was hilarious. Denver Phoenix would be an orgasmic offensive experience. <laughs> that was a direct quote from Bill Simmons. Um, but. Jokic is like the most fun player in the NBA somehow yeah, as a like overweight seven footer. Yeah, <laughs> but he's just like a wizard. I saw the I saw a tweet today that was like the the all this stuff happening in the West is happening to take down w- this one guy. Yeah. It's a picture of Jokic as like a as like a kid. Yeah, the chunky picture. Yeah, the, the chunky yeah. picture of Jokic. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I see like I think my final four. I would. It's pretty obvious, but Celtics Bucks versus. And Celtics, Bucks, and Nuggets, Suns. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree. I don't want to be that guy, but like, the Celtics when they're on, they're so good, yeah. and like, they have so many pieces that they can play with. Um, they have great defenders. They have great scorers. Like they have it all. Um, and then, I mean, the Suns, which we've talked about ad nauseum, but like, think just like thinking about Durant and Booker, yeah, as your wings to Chris Paul is like does not feel like it should be allowed. Yeah, like that, that, I feel like David Stern would have shot this trade down. That sounds like a a, a Team USA type deal, not a yeah. not an actual NBA team. <laughs> literally, I literally was Team USA, yeah. but um, I don't know. I think this trade deadline was really fun. We saw one of the biggest deals, well, two of the biggest deals we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens to the to the Mavs and Suns in particular. Um, as they seek to figure out how to play with these new players. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, the NBA season's really heating up, and uh, it gets me excited as an NBA connoisseur to see my friends that aren't as big into the NBA, like Die Hard, getting really excited about all these moves and about LeBron scoring. Um, so for those that aren't that into it, playoffs are for, not for a couple months, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think the regular season, there's going to be some awesome games. There's so yeah. many good players in the NBA. 
that you'll just turn on the TV and it's a great game. Yeah, like it's, it's fun to watch. It's yeah, it's just great athletes and it's I think the best product uh, we've had in a long time as long as players actually play, which we don't have to get into that. Mm. But um, yeah, I think I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, trade deadline was madness. Yeah, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I think we've gone for yeah about forty five minutes. <laughs> so uh, what again, your, what was your other podcast like? 10 it was like long? twenty minutes oh, maybe, 20, yeah. but that was solo. It's been a lot of fun to to have you along for the ride, Jackson. Yeah, uh, we'll have to do this pleasure. again. Yeah. Uh, if the Suns make another crazy trade to get LeBron or something. Oh yeah, when we when we pick up LeBron and Luca and yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll pick up like Jokic too. Yeah, uh, I mean, y'all could have drafted Luca and had Luca and Booker instead of Aiton, but we won't. We won't hit on that. We'll let y'all have your victory lap. Um, Phoenix is the place to be. Phoenix, Phoenix is, the is the place, the place to, to, be. to be. The Valley of the Sun. Yeah. Um, so thanks for listening to another episode of of Gray Matter Podcast. Uh, this was your host Jack Gray with uh, Jackson Moran uh, and. Hope to hear from you next time. If you've enjoyed this podcast and listened this far, I just want to say thank you. Um, This has been a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Now for some outro.